Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I'm Curtis. My pal over there is Joe. And we are Dudes in Progress. Hey, man. You recognize that quote I let off with today? Man, you had to go right there. Here's the problem. Kurt, you kind of know how I feel about this subject, right? You kind of know that I, I, how I feel about this subject, but you also know that my faith is very important to me and uh, the Bible itself is a foundational document for my life. And so you had to bring the Bible right into this, man. <laughs> In this topic, yes, I was debating, would this be a, a conversation where I try to convince Joe, challenge Joe, or do we just have a fun conversation on this topic of the law of attraction? Yeah, I, I'm not sure I need to be convinced. I'm not sure I need to be challenged, but I think I need all of them. <laughs> it's, it, I, have a, I really have a love-hate relationship with this subject. I've read a few books on it. I know you've read a lot of books on it. And so I'm really, this will be, I think this will be a different conversation than we've done in the past because I do have an opinion on it and I know you do as well. Yeah. I've been fascinated about this topic, quite frankly, since the movie came out, The Secret. I remember I saw it just before I was going on vacation in Wildwood and maybe, or maybe I was reading the book while I was in Wildwood also. And I thought, Wow. I, this was, I had never heard of this and it was the way that they presented it was quite intriguing. Also the secret. And then I, I was, I had the time cause I love reading when I'm at the beach. It's one of my favorite things to do and to contemplate deep thoughts. And I spent a lot of time. I don't know where I got this idea. I don't know if it was from the book or the movie, but in my own mind, I said, I'm going to walk along the beach and every morning I'm going to concentrate my focus on finding a diamond ring on the beach because the way the material was presented the, the things that you focus on the the universe are going to bring to you and i thought well if, all right i'm gonna give this a shot <laughs> and joe do you think i found a diamond ring on the beach no <laughs> i didn't but i did find a dime i got halfway there Which, right now skeptics may say well it didn't work you focused you you put, I put it and I did, I seriously put in the work that I was going to find. I, I concentrated all of my mind power before I went out for that walk every morning on the beach, very focused on the ground as I walked, but maybe the people that aren't skeptics would say you didn't have enough belief that you were going to find a diamond ring. So the best you could do was a dime. Yeah. And, and therein <laughs> lie some of my struggles with this whole idea of the law of attraction is you may go through the exercises and follow kind of their guidelines, but if it doesn't happen, there's this underlying excuse built in that says, well, you just didn't believe enough. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it, to me, it harkens back to those old time and they're still out there. So I shouldn't even say old time, but it smacks of faith healers. You know, faith healers will tell you that you got to believe, you got to have faith in God to be healed. And 
you have to you have to pray and you have to ask God and do all these kind of faithy things, right? Yeah. And you'll be healed. It's very clear in the Bible that Jesus healed people. Jesus right. healed lepers and helped people raise from the dead. I mean, Lazarus raised from the dead. But when it doesn't happen to you, the excuse that I've heard from people of faith has always been, well, you, you, uh, there was maybe a couple things going on in your life. You might have too much sin in your life, or mm. you're just not asking with enough faith. You don't, you're not believing enough. To, to that point, I would say, I'm, a, I'm believing as much as I can believe. If that's not good enough for the universe, then screw it. So this is a very open conversation that we're going to have, right? I guess so. Right? I mean, I didn't want to go down the faith. I did put a bunch of quotes from the Bible in here because we're talking about belief. I'm looking at one I wrote down from James, James 1. But when you ask, you must believe and no doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. I understand that verse and I understand the spirit behind the verse, but I struggle with it, man. Yeah, I know. That's I struggle why I'm, with the whole idea. That's why I'm bringing you to this conversation, Joe. I'm going to help you. Yeah. Well, let's see. <laughs> Listen, I believe in the law of attraction, yeah. by the way. I believe that there is something there. All right. Wait till you hear my quotes of the day, quotes of the <laughs> week. You'll understand what I'm saying. I believe that there's something there. Do I believe it's this metaphysical force in from the universe that is just ready to give you the stuff that you concentrate on and the life that you want because you're focusing on it? The That's metaphysical right. part is where I'm. That where is I get so funny, up. Joe, that you say this because I titled this. I must know you in some way. I titled this conversation as the law of attraction without the metaphysical part. All right, let's do it, man. Well, let me ask you, I got a couple of questions for you. I'm trying to think of what order, but we were just talking. We get together every Saturday morning. It just happens to be Saturday morning. So this is kind of fun doing our conversation live for everyone in the podcast. We had and a I great, suspect that, yeah. I suspect that this will be very much what you're about to hear will be very much like the conversations that Kurt and I have on Saturday mornings, eliminating kind of the personal yeah. stuff that some of the personal <laughs> stuff that we talk about. Yeah, because we were just talking about our last episode on dudes, and you said it more than once, how much you enjoyed our conversation with Tony and Zarcone. Awesome conversation. Awesome conversation. Very inspiring at so many levels. I think what I find most interesting about Tony Ann is, and she said this herself, is when she started 75 Hard, she probably wasn't the person that you would expect to start a program called 75 hard. Okay. <laughs> she said herself that she, she leaned towards the sedentary side of life, right? Yeah. A lot of couch lying on the couch and stuff like that. Not and asking very, her, not asking, very her son, asking her son to get the TV remote for. Her. Well, she said in the, she said in the show that there were days that now you're, Listen, we just talked to somebody that did 75 days straight of two 45-minute workouts every single day. And she said before she started this program, there were many days that she didn't even get in 300 steps. Yes, right. I mean, she is just inspiring, man. 
that anybody with focus and support and a mission ahead of them can accomplish just about anything. Very proud of her. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Love Tony Ann for a lot of reasons. The things she does for people and the inspiration she's given to a lot of our listeners. The thing that she said to me that I was thinking about was how part of this program was reading 10 pages from self-help book. And she made a comment to us, Joe, that a lot of times when you read these, I think she had a negative thought of reading self-help books. It was my take. And also that a lot of this material that you read, you already know. Mm. So why read it? How could you answer that question? Because I thought about it and I agreed with her to some extent, but I disagree with her on that comment. Well, there's two things. If you've been around for a while and you've read any kind, any level of, I don't even want to call them self-help books, but self-improvement or an article or if you've just lived life, you've learned that there's some fundamental truths in life. And when you read it in a book, you're reminded of that fundamental truth. Also, there is, there's the idea that when you read something that kind of makes universal sense, you feel like you've already, you've known that all along and you're just being reminded of it. But I'm not sure about that. I think there are things in the, in, in our existence that are universally true. And when somebody writes about it or you read about it, that's why it resonates with you. My take on this, I think that's a negative. If you go into it with a negative attitude, then you're going to get no benefit from it. I've learned to read these materials or go to an event looking for not everything. I don't have to absorb everything or take away some action on all the things that I read or see. I'm looking for a couple, something that really resonates with me. I may already know the truth of that. And quite honestly, sometimes I will find things like, I never thought of that before. That's what I'm looking for. And in this particular conversation, Joe, I found something like that. And I don't know, when I wrote it down, I thought it was quite inspiring or revolutionary or something I hadn't thought of before. And we'll see if this resonates with you and anyone else. I'm going to give you another quote from the Bible. I want to ask you, not only the one I led off with, but this one too. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Then it goes on and on in the same vein. Of course, this is the Sermon from the Mount, probably the most famous sermon in the history of the world, Joe. Mm -hmm. So those two quotes I just gave you, ask and it will be given, seek and you will find, knock on the door. What do those mean to you? So when I think about this last, the last quote from Sermon on the Mount, think about the birds and and worrying doesn't do any good. So when I think about that, Kurt, I think that we want a certain result in life, okay? Mm-hmm. But if we surrender our lives to a higher power, God, 
for example, we may not get the things that we want in life. We may get the things that we need, and we may set ourselves on a path that God intends for us. But I think we have a fear that what if it's not the path that I want? What if it's not the things that I desire out of life? If I completely surrender my daily needs to God, what if it's, what if he gives me sauerkraut Okay, for food, right? Yeah. That's your resistance to this. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I think this, these passages and the thing I hate sauerkraut, by the way, that's why I use that as an example. (laughs) I think these passages and the reading I've been doing in a, a couple of books this past couple of weeks would argue what God wants for you and what sometimes they'll say the universe wants for you and what you want are the same thing hmm. and to follow that path. That's interesting, okay. right? That is interesting. So the book I've been reading, it's a couple by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And quite honestly, to Joe's point, these are two authors or books I have avoided because of this, the negative aspects of the law of attraction and what they go heavy on this vibrational and metaphysical portion of it. To some degree, it's there for sure. And maybe it's a, actually, it's quite a big part of their chat. But on the other hand, there's some things that are ring true to me. And I'm going to talk about one of the chapters, the three steps to whatever you want to be or have. And she talks about the creative process. And I'll talk about this. This is my resource for the week. I'll talk about some other reasons why this book is rough. I'll just tell you if you're, there are some things you might have to hold your nose while you read, I think, in my opinion, but it's fine. But the creative process is conceptually a simple one. And it's three steps. This is very similar to Tony and 75 hard, right? The process is simple, mm-hmm. but the practice is not as easy. So your work is number one, you ask number two, it's not your work. The answer is given. That's interesting. Not your work. The answer is given. Think about that, Joe. And then number let's three, step back. Well, yeah. let's step back at that for a second. Cause I'm not sure I get it. All yeah. right. Read number two again. This is not your work. She's got it in parentheses. The answer is given. So you ask and the answer is given. Okay. I'll give you my take on that here in a minute. Let me just read the third one. Your work, the answer, which has been given, must be received or allowed. You have to let it in. And therein lies the hard part, in my opinion. Right. So step, I said, I wrote down, step one is easy. You have a desire. You want it to come true. Walking on the beach, I want a diamond ring. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anything you dream of, I'm a dreamer. I've always been. I have these thoughts all the time of things that I want, and I want them to come true. I mean, right, Joe? Do you have those thoughts? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we talk a lot about our goals and our dreams and our desires and the type of life that we want and the things and the people, the type of people that we want in our life, the memories we want to make the experiences we want to have. So yeah, we have, I spend a lot of time thinking about those things. All right. Here's the tough one, Joe. The answer is given. This is easy too, because it's not your work at all. Answers will come from God. Every question is answered. Every desire is given. Every prayer is answered. 
But the reason that many would argue that the truth, holding up examples of unfulfilled desires of their own life experiences, is because they have not yet understood and completed the very important step three. For without the completion of this step, the existence of steps one and two could go unnoticed. And I can give you an example of this that made me think of, I don't know, one of my favorite podcasters who I still enjoy listening to is Cliff Ravenscraft. And he's been putting some episodes out lately, funny enough, on the law of attraction. And he's have a he's always had an uncanny act of things that I'm interested in or thinking about. He'll put a podcast out about. Hmm. Speaking of law of attraction, I almost think that is true. And he was doing a session, like a coaching session live with someone and a woman. It's a really interesting episode if you catch it. It's one of the most recent ones. And he was doing a dreaming session with her and she's having struggles financially and been through a divorce. She's working three jobs and she was looking for clarity on what the next step would be. And he's asking her to answer the question. What do you think the next step is? What, if you could do anything, what, if you could do whatever you want to do as a job, what would it be? And she had an idea, which was to restore, get back into counseling, especially counseling women. And then near the end, he's, he asked her, well, what's the next step? She said, I have no idea what this next step is. I was like, really? You don't know what the next step is? Well, if you did know what the next step was, what would it be? And she says, I'm trying to recall. I don't have to recall it. It was something like, well, I go back to school. Now, where did that thought come from, Joe? Where did the dream come from? So if I were to, as I think about what, where did the dream come from? The dream probably came from her past experience with life, how some, either some positive event that she wanted to participate in or some traumatic event that she wanted to fix or some experience that she had in life that some that registered with her because she went through it and she decided, okay, I want to participate in that because it's positive or I want to fix that because it's a negative. And so she made that her goal and she connected her desire to counsel with women as a part of either fixing the trauma or participating in the positive aspects of it. So far, where the answer came from, I liked that question. And in fact, I use that question a lot in my work. And I've used that a question that question a lot with my family. Even something as simple as, what do you want to do tonight? I don't know. Well, if you did know, what would you want to do? <laughs> if what's the thing that we need that needs to happen here? I don't know. Well, if you did know, because it's interesting because I've not heard many people use that at a significant level. And I use it all the time. That, that question, sometimes annoyingly, I right. use that question, but the answer, that answer gives permission that I mean, excuse me, that question gives permission to dig deeper into yourself to say, okay, I don't know. I say, I don't know because I don't want to be wrong. If I did know. This is what I think it might be. Right. I think it gives internally, it gives you permission to dig a little deeper because now it's not, now it's almost like you're not, you're not responsible for the answer. You're just kind of making up an answer. I don't know, but if I did know, this is what I, this is what my imagination tells me. 
It kind of yeah. clicks over. It kind of gives you permission. I love that question. We can go deep in that. I think if oh, you sit, it's a great question, man. If you sit in quiet, meditative, and seek the answers, and I would argue also routinely, day after day. The other thing is, Joe, put some emotion behind it. Mm. I think there are things talking about trying to accomplish something, these three steps. The more you think about it, the more you get either angry about a situation, the more you keep asking questions, the more you're going to be in tune to what the answer is. Something that you could do to move in the right direction. Emotionally connect to the situation. Absolutely. Emotionally connect to the desire. That The answer I don't know is a curse on the English language. It's a curse on the way on, not, it's a curse on communication. I'll say that. I don't know. Because it stops everything. It stops the thought processes process. It stops creativity. It stops engagement. It stops everything when you say, or somebody says, I don't know. Mm. Uh, when you want to have a conversation with somebody, even kind of the rules of improv, the it's yes. And the rules are in of improv are if you're in a situation, it's yes. And you never say no. And that answer, I don't know. Yeah. Is a curse on communication. Who quoted, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Albert Einstein. Is that Einstein? Yeah. I think so. Right. Have you ever had a desire to do something and you were obsessed with it? And I'm going to give you two examples that I think the, where the law of attraction has worked in my life. One is my obsession to find a career that I could work at and make a good living, but also enjoy. That was an obsession I had as long as I can remember growing up and into adulthood after college. I've had these, I've talked about this. And then, especially when my third child was born, talk about emotion and that I need to be the provider, the sole provider. Now there's a motivation, a desire that's really pushing you forward. And that's when I've seen things serendipitously show up in my life and not mm -hmm. that everything worked. And here's the other piece of this, Joe, the, not only the question, what's the next step, but have you ever said, I've tried everything. I have tried everything. And normally what that means at a loss. Normally what that means is you've probably tried two, maybe three things. <laughs> right. And the pain of, and the pain of those two or three things not working is too much to, for you to continue with the process. If you were talking with a friend, this is actually a good reason for getting together, having a good friend or even a life partner, like your wife, husband, I have just tried everything and they're taking a look at it. And if they're supporting you, what are they going to say? Really? You've tried everything. You can't think of one more thing you could try. Right. And then all of a sudden the inspiration. Oh yeah, you're right. I could talk to so-and-so and you never know which one of those doors that you're knocking on finally opens. We, cause we want surety of things to work, mm. right? We don't want, and this, some of this is my resistance to the law of attraction is we don't want futile effort in our lives. 
when it comes to the important stuff. So we want to do things that we think are going to work. But a good question might be, okay, you've tried everything that you think will work. What have you tried that you that may not work? What have you tried that may be a mistake or you think is going to be a mistake? We talk, we say a lot about progress is better than perfection, right? Right. And so we need to keep moving forward. All right. Step three yeah. is you have to allow it in. Do you ever doubt your desires or practice self-sabotage, Joe? I don't think anybody practices self-sabotage on purpose. Right. Right. Yeah. So is it conscious? Do I consciously practice self-sabotage? No, I don't consciously do it. That would be, I don't know. That would be a mental illness. Well, maybe I do, but it, to, to consciously practice self-sabotage, but do we avoid opportunity because we're comfortable in our situation, despite what we say we want? We don't want to stretch beyond our current situation out of fear of the unknown. And do we subconsciously squelch opportunity? I think we, at some level, we probably do. But I don't think I've ever intentionally self-sabotaged my, my efforts or the efforts of somebody that I love. I think this is the big revelation. You've got a dream and you don't doubt it can come true. I have this all the time. I have this dream of owning a beach condo or in being able to be a snowbird and to live in Florida for the winter. And I can dream about that. I can get answers on things to do next. But as I dream and try to allow that in, I sabotage it all the time. You can't afford that. How's that going to happen? You've got people here that you've got to take care of. I self-doubt and sabotage it all day long, if you're honest with yourself. Okay. So I understand that concept. I don't think that's what I, when I hear sabotage, I don't think that. Okay. When I hear sabotage, I think, okay, you have an offer for a condo down in Florida on the beach. All right. Mm -hmm. It meets all of your, it meets all of your qualifications and you found it. And purposefully you don't call the realtor back because you're afraid to make the move. Purposefully you, you don't bring it up to your wife because you're afraid to make the move right? or purposefully, maybe you move the money from your bank account. Yeah. <laughs> so you say, so you, sh so it's showing that the money's not available. That's the kind of self conscious self-sabotage that I'm thinking about. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've, I don't think I've ever done anything like that when it comes to my goals and dreams. I have doubted myself. I've doubted my abilities. I've doubted my that's what Whether I'm saying. This is the right desire. Yes. But is doubting sabotage, Kurt? Yes. I mean, is that sabotage? Yeah. Well, you, okay. If you're, if we are redefining, if I were to redefine sabotage, then that's fine. We can, but we need to set those rules up. If yes. we're redefining sabotage, then if what we're saying is when you doubt yourself, when you doubt your abilities or your doubt, you doubt the outcome or, or you think other things are more important like taking care of your family or the, your current job or whatever it might be, then your dream or your goal that if you're doubting that, if we're calling that sabotage, then yes, I'm not going to agree to call that sabotage, but for the sake of the conversation, mm -hmm. sure. 
Yes. Don't you think achieving your goal or desire would be a lot easier if you didn't doubt yourself? Herein lies the question. To answer your question directly, yes, maybe. Because, you're, you're, okay, let's go down this road. That's almost, a, that's almost a loaded question, right? If I never doubt it myself, well, sure, sure, things would be easier. You would make courageous steps to do the things that you want to do. Your risk tolerance would be much higher, right? Uh, because you're setting aside any risk for the sake of your dreams and your goals because you're never doubting yourself. But here's the problem. People doubt themselves. The, there, it's, a, it, it's the rare person that, has, that exudes so much confidence in their life and their abilities that they never doubt themselves. I think the more important thing is to take action despite the doubt. And action is where is where is the fruit of this process. Action and learning from that action. Not Yeah. To say you don't doubt yourself, I okay, I cannot stop myself from doubting myself. The, it comes the that thought comes into my head. And I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we're in the same boat. All right. We can't stop ourselves from doubting ourselves. So when somebody says, so when somebody says you are, you just have too much doubt, Joe, you just, well, it's there. It's okay. there. You're proving you're actually right into my revelation. So this is fine. You. This is you're, fine. We're you're drawing, we're, you're drawing right into my evaluation. So maybe you won't laugh at my, what I wrote, this was my own thought from some of these readings. Your habit of resistant thought is the only thing that ever keeps you from allowing the things you desire. This is just like in meditation, the problem of the monkey brain going off while you try to concentrate on your breath. So I'm relating this doubt. So you're having this dream thought and these doubts come in just in your thoughts. You're quietly, you're thinking of this dream. You want it to come true. And just like in meditation, the doubt comes along. Hey, I want to build wealth. I want to pay off this debt. And then that doubt comes, by, comes through as you're trying to concentrate on this. You're trying to visualize this snowbird lifestyle like it's talked about in the law of attraction. And then that little voice in your head says, you dummy. You can't do that. Right. And it reminded me of the conversation we had about meditation, the monkey brain. Why can't you concentrate your thoughts on your breath before the monkey brain comes along and wonders what you're going to be doing in the meeting today at work? That was well, my revelation. So there it is. I, and I understand it. And it makes sense. Part of meditation and part of successful meditation is defining success. Because if you're defining success in, I've meditated for 15 minutes and I've concentrated 100% of the time on my breath. If that's your definition of success, you will fail. You, you will fail because right. that's not what meditation is all about. What meditation is all about is recognizing that this is going to happen and that you have the ability to consciously move from that thought back to concentrating on your breath. Yeah. Now, that may have been, you may have been unfocused for five seconds. You may have been unfocused for five minutes, but mm -hmm. 
But the second that you recognize that you're unfocused and you're and you've let your mind wander, the second that you recognize that, your willingness and your ability to not stay in that moment and bring yourself back to your breath, that's successful meditation. All right. And that can happen to you. To me, when I meditate, it, that may happen a hundred times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And I agree with you a hundred percent. And that's why I love what my little discovery is when I'm doing my visualization, my dream, and I want to be in a receiving place. I want to be in a good mood. I want to be happy about it. I want emotions to be at a high state. And then as that doubt comes in, I want to do what you're saying, Joe. I was like, no, I'm not listening to the doubts. And I like your advice that you're talking about. Take action. The one thing action does, I think it does, and some of these law of attraction, this particular material I'm reading right now does not, is not high on action. That was my problem with the secret. Mm -hmm. But some other, one other, I've talked about Mike Dooley. He did in his books talk about the thing that action does. And the same thing in your faith, talking about belief. You want to show that you believe, take action. And that only solidifies, I think it increases and takes away your doubts. And it puts your faith in motion or your belief in motion, if you want to talk about it in gaining something in your desires. So in that, in that spirit, I mean, let's just stick with, let's just stick with the Bible. Okay. Yeah. If we go to, if we go to the book of James chapter two, verse 14, it says, what does it profit if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. There must be action, Kurt. Yeah, absolutely. We don't disagree on that at all. And I think it, it definitely puts you more in tune to the serendipity that is often talked about in the law of attraction. I mean, that word bothers me, to be honest with you, but not the conversation that we've been talking about. Have you ever had something that you're focused on? I've talked about this one story where I was getting annoyed with the projects I was working on at work. I had heard about this software called SharePoint. I knew about it. Matter of fact, I had a project, one of the very first ones at our company that was very focused. It was sanctioned project. I asked to be a part of it. I worked on it, but I still was doing my old position. When that project was done, I went back to it, but I walked past the boss. Now I'm in tune now, right? You're in a mode where I'm open, I'm looking. My focus is looking for an opportunity, mm -hmm. right? And here's the, th I'm sorry, I'm going to take a step back a bit, but did you ever see that study that was done? I did a quick read about it. I think I did this on chat GPT where they had a bunch of participants follow. I think they were passing a ball back and forth. Yeah. Remember the gorilla, the gorilla story. Yeah. The yeah. Gorilla. yeah. It's got a very specific name, a gorilla test. I think there's videos probably on YouTube about yeah, that. Yeah, for those that may not have, may not know about it, describe it because it's very interesting. 
I didn't do a lot of research and maybe you can help me with this, but the researchers asked the people, they had some very specific, they were very detailed in their description of what you had to concentrate on with the people past. Oh, they had to count. I think they had to count. Right. The passes back and forth of a ball of two people. Correct. Um, there was yeah. a, there were two groups of people. I believe there were two groups of people. One was passing a black ball. One was passing a white ball. There you go. And you had to count the amount of the number of times that the group of people passing the white ball, how many times they passed the white ball. Okay. Thank you. And right in the middle of that scene, and it's one minute. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it's a decent length of time. Right in the middle of it, a gorilla comes walking through, pounds its chest right in the middle of the screen. <laughs> right. And walks back out. Okay. Very obvious. And this, an, an amazing percentage of people 50%. asked, yeah, asked, how many of you saw the gorilla? And it's a crazy percentage. I don't it's know half. if it's 50%. I thought it was half I it, read. Yeah. It might've been what half is too much. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Didn't even notice the gorilla. Yeah. I mean, here's a gorilla walking in the middle of the scene, pounding, his pounding chest. its chest <laughs> and walking back out. And nobody noticed it because they were hyper-focused on counting the white ball being passed. I say that story in that just be, just know there is scientific, your brain is wired this way for reasons. We could do a topic on this alone, but think I'm going down this escalator and I see a friend of mine. He was a former boss. One of my favorite bosses I ever had. He worked at the same company again with me. He was in leadership above me, two or three levels. We have a great relationship. I'm a big fan of his. I think he felt good about me. And he, we would always say hi. And he was into a conversation with someone else. I think I imagined this, Joe. I think I thought he said something SharePoint. Now, whether I imagined it or he actually said it, why? The thing that goes through my mind, why would he say that to me when he's in deep conversation with someone else? But he had a job opening in his group because I went back to my desk and I said, oh, I'm just going to search the internal job postings. Sure enough, there was a job posting in his group that was specifically working as in SharePoint in the center of excellence that they called. And that's how I ended up in the job I'm in right now. Mm. Now, whether I imagined it or heard it doesn't matter. Kurt, describe to me the, what you believe the law of attraction is, because I don't necessarily, I don't think we're too far apart on this. Right. Because I don't necessarily not believe in the law of attraction. I just have a, a different idea of what, where the results come from. I guess it's the best thing I can say is yeah. what is the, how does the universe give you these things <laughs> and what it means? I would say replace universe with God. I okay. think whatever you focus on is what you're going to get. Put emotion behind it, put determination, add action to that. Don't give up. If you, I was thinking, I'll leave you with this, Joe. Have you ever watched that movie, Rudy? Mm -hmm. I love that movie. I love those sports uh, awesome. movies. <laughs> I, I think this is the first I think this is the first side, this is the first week of college football. Is it? So I think Notre Dame plays today. I'm saying, Joe, would you rather be like Rudy, who has got this fantastical moonshot dream 
Or would you like to be someone who's negative, grouchy, and thinks everyone is after them? I'd rather be like Rudy all day long. You? Now, who do you think has a better chance? Of course I do. Who has a better chance of getting their dream? Rudy or that grouchy curmudgeon that thinks everybody's after them? I would say Rudy, and it feels like the right answer. But don't you also know of the grouchy curmudgeon that's negative and pissy and just doesn't seem to have a good thing or a positive thing to say about anybody that happens to have all the things that you want in life, the house on the beach, the successful career, the, the whatever, whatever society or we say is important, right? We all know that grouchy, negative curmudgeon that has a successful life, right? <laughs> right. We have, we, we know that. Uh. We know I, I would argue they're not successful if they're grouchy and curmudgeon. Right. Well, that that's a different level of success. But yeah. w- what I'm saying is, with the society, with society, the kind of things huh. that you're talking about, Kurt. I mean, yeah. a retirement home on the beach, maybe physically fit, all those things. Yeah, I uh, would argue they're not successful, but that's fine. Right, because I of their mindset. Because yeah. of yeah, yeah, I agree that they're not successful because of the way we de- we can redefine. I had this experience recently. I was walking into walmart last saturday and it was early in the morning when no one hardly is there and this woman at the help desk she was shouting over to the checkout girl how angry she was that somebody called in sick again and she had to work the weekend her husband was mad at her she was just grouchy and yeah i was reading these books and i was in a positive mood and i was thinking about this i mean it was in my attention and when i was checking out i told her she was there helping the checkout girl at the time And I said, I'm so glad you guys are open early. It's so pleasant to come in this early and shop and get things done. And she immediately told me how rotten it was that she was there. You know what would have been cool is, (laughs) man, isn't it pleasant to come in here and shop when it's early and to be here when the crowd's not here? And aren't you so blessed to just even have a job? (laughs) Aren't you just, isn't that encouraging and a real blessing that you can come here and you put stuff in bags and you scan stuff in and in exchange somebody gives you money so you can take that money and go and buy yourself food or go to a movie or whatever it might be isn't that a beautiful thing (laughs) that's pretty deep to go (laughs) as you're buying a snickers bar and a gallon of milk i couldn't i was thinking of working in factories the factory floor people always ranting about something just a negative mindset i think you gave me an exception to the rule Quite honestly, that was unfair of you, Joe. But most times, people with a negative mindset aren't going very far in the world. I'm going to ask you again: what is what do you what is your take on the law of attraction? Where does what about the person? Now I'm a person of faith, and I know you're a person of faith. What about the person who just doesn't believe a higher power or a universal entity or anything like that? What about the person? Are we saying that they don't participate in the law of attraction? Yeah. The law of attraction can't work unless you have belief. You have to believe. Okay. Okay. That is a tenant of the law of attraction. Without belief, yeah, you're working against yourself. You're working against that law. So I don't believe in the law of attraction as it is taught in many of the books that I've read about the law of attraction, because I don't believe in the metaphysical 
aspect of the law of attraction, that there is an energy and a vibration out there that because we are made of energy and the universe is made of energy, that everything that you want already exists in this energy. And by focusing your, by focusing on this thing that you want, this event, this desire, whatever it is, the thing that you want by focusing on that and by meditating on it and by cutting out pages of a magazine and looking at it every day, that somehow the thing that already exists because of the vibration and the energy, because of the energy that's out there, okay, mm -hmm. will manifest itself in your life, will bring itself to you, will bring itself to you because it's, it is, because it recognizes that you are concentrating on it. So it's attracting, it's attracted to your concentration. So that energy will bring itself to you and manifest itself in your life because you've concentrated on it. All right. That this whole, that, that, so what you've done is you've matched your vibration with this energy of what's already out there because we're all energy and we all have this universal energy and you're matching this energy's vibration. So this vibration is attract, this energy is attracted to you, the law of attraction. Yeah. And manifests itself in your life. All right. All right. I think that's bunk. All right. Okay. I think that's, I think that's bunk. Can I respond uh, to you? Yes. I don't disagree with you, but you're only talking about one aspect of what is talked about in the law of attraction. I'm going to give you 15. Well, that's where people get into trouble. That's yeah. where people get into, where people get into trouble, Kurt, is they have, and I'm sorry to talk over you, but I just got to get this out. They have this idea of the law of attraction that they can just sit there and do mantras all day long and they're going to win the lottery. Yeah, they're wrong. So you talked about one of the aspects. I'm going to give you 15 without going into any detail and we can talk about them at a next episode even if they'll drive you nuts. Here's 15 that I think you do agree with that are part of the law of attraction. Ready? Positive mindset, clarity of goals, visualization, affirmations, which you and I had some conversations about, gratitude practice, mindfulness and presence, focused attention, emotional regulation. So basically being aware of your emotions and keeping a positive mindset. Goal setting, taking action, resilience, overcoming challenges, openness to opportunities, surrounding yourself with positivity, self-care, and personal responsibility. Those are 15. All 15 of those will preach all day long, man. There you go. Love so, all of them. Okay. This is why I like digging into the law of attraction, not because of the metaphysical pieces. Those are the pieces that are not metaphysical that I agree with. Right. What I think the law of attraction is when you do all of those things, those 15 things that you just talked about, when you participate in that, those things, you set your mind physically, your mind and your attention on things that it wasn't set on before. Yeah. And you take little subconscious micro actions and subconscious micro attentions, tiny bit by tiny bit. Your, your attention is swayed a little bit at a time and your actions are swayed a little bit at a time internally, not from some metaphysical universal vibration. Okay. You're, you are taking, you are physically taking actions physically and 
mentally and emotionally taking actions that you may not even know you're taking. All yeah. right. This is where it almost seems magical, but it's, what do they call that? The reticular activator? Is that what it's yes. called yes. in your mind? Yeah. When you buy a red, a red Hyundai Sonata and you've never seen a red Hyundai Sonata before in your life. And all of a sudden you buy one and they're every fifth car you drive is a red, the is a red yes. Hyundai Sonata. Okay. Yes. It's the same thing. Your attention has focused your, because of some, something that you've done. That's yep. not some universal weird vibrational thing that's coming from your mental and your physical focus and the tiny micro actions that are taking place that you may, or you may not even know about, but because you're, you've changed your focus and you're changing your activity, you're attracted to those things that the SharePoint guy, let's assume that there was not, this was not a, this not, a, this was not a spiritual a spiritual event where some ghost or some guardian angel whispered SharePoint in your ear. Let's assume that the guy actually said SharePoint, but you were focused on something different. You want something different. You need something different. You're, you want to grow in a different direction. And he said SharePoint for some reason that that word connected with you and you went down that path. But had you not set yourself up mentally for that, you probably would never have heard that word. It never would have, you would have just walked right by it and never yeah. heard it. So it's agree, not agree this. With all that. All right. I get your point. But here's the thing okay. I do. Here's the thing I do believe, especially in areas of relationship, finding your partner or in career. Mm -hmm. I think God has directed my awareness and has put things in my path for the betterment of me because he loves me. Yes. Yes. I do with that 100%. So if I replace that whole vibrational component of the law of attraction and I put that piece in its place, that's what drives me to research more here. I agree completely. I, and again, we're both people of faith. Yes. And I agree with that, but <laughs> sometimes God doesn't give you what you want. No, he gives right? you what, no, that's, I agree. I've had that happen. I, the things that I thought were the direction I needed to go, that door shut. That's why right. I say God has been putting, Jesus giving me my purpose, sending Jesus me in the direction himself, of my purpose. Jesus himself, before he was captured and hung on a cross, asked God to take it away from him. Right. Okay. Right. Jesus himself asked God to take it away from him. But right. God had a bigger purpose, right? Had a bigger reason, had a different path. And we need to be open to that. But it's not this yeah. universal vibrational thing that the energy's out there just waiting for you to pay attention to it. I think we've come to an agreement. I, I think we've agreed about this for a long time. I just I think it's I think it's dangerous. It's a dangerous path okay. for people to pay attention to the law of attraction as it's presented yeah. in many books and movies and things I like keep, that. I, I like this conversation. I'll keep this in mind because I'm thinking too, as you talk about this, there's things that you dream about and want for your life and the timing's not right, or you're not ready for it. And the answer that you're praying about is no. Yep. God shuts or the door. Or not now. God shuts the door. Great conversation. We should 
continue this conversation and yeah. maybe even roll it into another episode. I don't know. I like that. I but I don't think we're, I don't think we're far off at all, Kurt, on no. the law of attraction. I just think it's a dangerous road for us to go down. Okay. If for people to go down thinking that the, all they need to do is cut nice pictures out of a magazine, look at I those agree. nice pictures every day, concentrate on those nice pictures and expect magic to happen. Well, I think you can't have magic happen unless you believe it. it's going to happen for you either. And take action. Yeah. So you, you even have to take action. Here yeah. we go. You even have to take action sometimes despite not believing. Yes. You have to say, okay, I got this thing in me that's, that is doubting, but let's see what happens if I take action despite the doubt. I want, so I want to finish with this, but we're going to go for two hours. But you had this happen to you in the recent past. In our conversations, you had thoughts, different careers, but you didn't take action on it. I don't think you were going to until someone contacted you. Hmm. But you were open and you took action. Once the opportunity presented itself. Yes. Yes. And what you didn't say yes right away at all. Right. But you and I had a conversation. I think you even accredited me to saying, maybe you should listen to that little voice in your head. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it wasn't even a little voice in my head. It was a series of events that led me to say, okay, well, why do they, why does this company keep coming back to me <laughs> Right. at some level? Why does it keep coming back to me? The customers, the people, why does this happen? Yes. And, and yes, Kurt, you did say, Joe, I know you shut the door on that, but maybe you should listen to it. So and I'm just, yeah, I think part of this is be in tune to these things when they happen to you serendipitously and think them through. Joe did like I've done in certain situations. What does this mean? And if it keeps happening, and then when you're focused on it like that, it's interesting if it keeps happening. Right. And you and do take, take action. action. Yeah. Take action. Even if you don't think it's going to work. Right. You doubted this one right up until the last day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All Good right, conversation, Joe. man. Anything Fantastic. going on in the dudes in progress community? Well, I think it's really cool that we've had a couple of episodes, one with Tony Ann and also with Chris and his wife, Brent. I'd like to do more of those. Me too. And I don't know. Have you noticed any feedback from those yet? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are complimentary on the conversations Yeah, and I think we have a listener, a, a very loyal supporter of the show, Daniel Ginger, that after listening to the uh, conversation with uh, Chris and his wife, kind yeah. of called out his own wife <laughs> and said, hey, you need to listen to this. <laughs> I think it was kind of tongue in cheek, but uh. yeah, and, and, and a lot of people were very complimentary about, about that show. And we just posted the conversation with Tony Ann. And I think already we're getting some feedback, at least some attentions, some attention has been given to it. That just posted last night. Yeah. I think, I think we have a, we have an engaged, smart community that, that has done stuff and has experienced stuff and has ideas on how to improve their own life and how to improve the life of others. That again, if we're open to it and we are. 
I believe can be a real benefit to the rest of the community. If you, so if you want to come on to the show, if you have an idea for a show, reach out to us dudes at dudesinprogress.com dudes at dudesinprogress.com. Yeah. Our website of course is dudesinprogress.com. If you want to go there, it's behind schedule cause I'm behind schedule, but there's still some good stuff there. But if you want to reach out to us, our Facebook page is dudesinprogress.com slash Facebook. And our email address is dudes in progress or dudes at dudesinprogress.com. We got to do our win for the week, Joe. Oh, we did. I was all ready to wrap up. It's all right. Uh, that was our I, commercial I, in the middle of the episode. Yeah, there we go. And I'll say it again at the end of the episode. So I have my win for the week, and this is an interesting win for me. Not that I need to add something more to my life, uh, but I went back and I looked at some stats from a podcast that I've not done or up until this week had not done for several months since January of this year. And it's a podcast that I did every single day for a year. And then I did it kind of sporadically for the next several months. And then it just kind of, it fell off. Actually, it fell off when I started concentrating on this podcast, Dudes in Progress. It completely fell off, but I've really missed doing it. And something prompted me, I don't know what it was, to just look at the stats. And Kurt, you know that I'm still getting a lot of listens to that show. Really? Now, that's a daily show that is relevant to that day meaning I give the weather for that day. I talk about events for that day. I talk about, I talk about news articles from that week. So it's pretty relevant to the moment, right? Mm. And it's still, it's the only way it can get possibly get listens is, is if people are going back and listening to old episodes. So I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. And it's a show that I miss doing, but it just feels like I don't have a lot of time for it. So my win for the week is uh, this is Saturday. And it's, I'm not going to call it a daily show anymore, but I recorded four episodes of it Monday through Thursday of this week. And I did my Monday's interesting headlines. I read one of those, one of those news stories and commented on it. I gave a, I gave a personal commentary on, on a current event that was going on or that it, and it's currently, and it's still going on. And I did a segment called Thursday's random questions. And I just loved doing it. And I got almost immediate feedback from people listening. And I'm like, wow, people are really, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to win any download rewards awards for it, but it's enough for me to say, wow, people are, people are still coming in here and right. wanting to hear from simple Joe. Right. Mm -hmm. So my win for the week is I did, I started recording some episodes of simple Joe and I've committed to doing something weekly on, well, not weekly on a regular basis few episodes a week, maybe every day. We'll see what happens, but I really like recording that show. And if I can keep the process clean and simple, I'll do it. I'll do it more often. So that's my win for the week. Great job. The simple Joe podcast, go check it out. I know some At of my the friends, joe.com, the simple joe.com. My friends often ask me what's going on. How come Joe doesn't do that anymore? So, well, now you have your explanation. My win for the week, I received Geektoberfest swag. I ordered a hundred of these 5.5 ounce beer flight glasses. I was very pleased. It was something I was concerned with if my logo would fit properly on the glass. I thought maybe it was too small in the way that the ordering went through Amazon. I've maybe talked about this vendor on Amazon. The biggest thing I love about them too, is that the shipping is free, which can be quite an expense when you order a hundred of these, especially the way they pack them. But I'm so excited to get these and I'm building 
a couple of beer flight holders that I've been having fun a little bit day by day. They're not real difficult, but I'm excited. I found a design and a process that I'm liking. It's gonna have a little chalkboard on each one of them where you can write down awesome. what the drink is. So I'm having fun with that. I'm really excited about getting ready for Geektoberfest. That's my podcast, Geeking on Walt Disney World, <laughs> which is coming up. We'll be doing. I'll be in Florida in Disney World for nearly two weeks, Joe. So I'm excited for that vacation coming up. But I'm excited for the preparations that are happening and all my friends. I got some people saying they're coming and I got, we went over a hundred people in the Facebook group that's dedicated just to the event just the yesterday. So that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I know that this event for you is very important. You bring your community together and getting that swag and you're a generous person, Kurt, and getting that swag that you can give away to the community is, is something really cool that you do. And the fact that you're building something with your own hands, right? Not just ordering something. You did order some stuff, but there are a few things like these, these flight boards that listen, you're putting your own blood, sweat, tears, and creativity into this thing and pouring it and giving it back to the community. So good for you, man. That's awesome. What's your resource? So this is an interesting resource. I have a love hate relationship with my phone and there was a win for the week that I was going to use that I still might use. It probably would have been more appropriate for this week, considering my resource, but on my phone, and I'm sure I use an Android phone, but I'm sure that Apple has this feature as well. You can create a favorites list, all right, of the people that, that you will, that will, can get through to you. So I have my phone most of the time, either on silent or vibrate. I would say 95% of the time it's on silent or vibrate, but there's a handful of people that it's on my favorites list that will always come through. Does it ring and too? It rings loud. And it does whatever I tell it to do, right? Okay. If any of these people come, if any of these people try to reach out to me, whether they try to text me or call me, whatever it might be, they're getting through. I'm going to be alerted of this. All right. And and I love that hmm. because that way I'm not missing a, a communication from the people that are most important to me. And so if I'm in a meeting, it goes off. And there's been times that I've talked about it on this show that I've been in a meeting and my daughter has called and I step out of the meeting to take that call. It doesn't matter. I take that call. I, I ask to be excused and I quickly find out whether it's a, an emergency or what the situation is and handle it appropriately. But my kids will always get through to me. This favorites list is a really important part of the way I manage my phone, because even when I put it up for the night, they're the only ones that'll get through the people on, on this favorites list. Is that built into the Android platform? I don't know. I mean, oh. it's, it is built into the Android platform. I know that. Okay. Do you, do you have a physical button on the side of your phone that turns the bell off? Cause the iPhone yes. does. Okay. Yes. And it gets um, through that. It gets through everything. Got it. I'm going to look for it that can, same I, thing. You, you I can don't set even know. it up. I iPhone probably set has it up to override. You can set up to override every rule and said, okay, yep. if any of these people, if any of these people on this list, try to get through to me, they will always yeah. get through. I like that. I'm going to try that on the, I, the Apple. Yeah. The iPhone. Yeah. It's I, cool. Cause a lot of times I'll miss a call from my wife or someone else, my daughter. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just on, I have hundred percent on vibrate. It turned off. Right. Right. What's, oh, my resource. 
So yeah. my resource, I gave it away before, is this book, Ask and It Is Given, Learn to Manifest Your Desires from Esther and Jerry Hicks. Now, we've already told you we struggle or with or don't believe in the metaphysical claims. So be careful and thinking about that. But the other thing, the concept that's tough, if you're reading this book, is this concept of Abraham that is speaking through Esther. So if you have an issue with that, then you're just going to struggle with this book. But I'm just going to say, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater because I'm finding some, I had these, some of these revelations on my own that I feel are benefiting me and I'll bring to you guys. So that's what I'm reading right now. And Joe, what's your quote? Every time this subject comes up, Kurt, about the law of attraction, you bring a new resource and I want so badly. Okay, I'll read it. Okay, I'll read it. <laughs> and then I get through it and I get to that point where it talks about this energy out in the universe and these vibrations. And I'm like, I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to try. There's a book. There's a book that I set, that I started to read that I set aside once it started to go weird on me. It's called the last law of attraction, last book on, of law of attraction you'll ever need. And that title in and of itself, I think, okay, well, I gave that to you. Succinct. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I started to read it and I'm like, never mind. It's just silly. I set it aside. So I, I will, I may revisit that book just to see where, just to see where it takes. I'll me. let you know where this one fits in. I think I like this one better already. I'm only okay. a little bit into, it. I like at the end of the book, it gives 21 or 22 practices that there are some things in there I'll talk about. I thought they were very good, very interesting and different that I've seen before. So I like, I, I will talk, maybe this would be the one I'd recommend for you. And again, Throw out what you don't like. Take what you take what you do like. What's your quote for the week, Joe? I have two. I couldn't choose between these <laughs> two because they speak to how I feel about the law of attraction. All right. right. One of them is from Deepak Chopra. Deepak Chopra is a philosopher and author. He's on the fringe of religiosity. I talk about somebody to throw the baby out. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. A lot of his teachings, I'm like, eh, that's weird. Right. And it doesn't fall into my traditional Christian thought process. Right. But he has some good stuff. And I like this quote because of how I feel about the law of attraction. Affirmations are not a magic wand, but they can help us focus your thoughts and restructure the dynamic of your brain. Deepak Chopra. So they're not a magic wand. All, all they do is help us focus our thoughts and maybe even rewire our brain. Like he talks about restructuring the dynamic, but it's all physical stuff. It's all stuff from the real world, right? Mm -hmm. Help us focus our thoughts and rewire the synapses of our brain, if that's the right word, and move us in a different direction because of, not because of some weird right. metaphysical stuff, but because of uh, something physically is happening in our brain and with our thoughts. They're not a magic wand, but they can certainly move your life in a, in the right direction or the direction that you want it to go. Well, we've to. talked so about this, that you believe too. We believe you have the power to think and respond to external situations. Just because something Absolutely. happens to you, you have a decision to make. It's all up to you how you respond. Right. You may not be able to control the thoughts that come into your mind. You may not be able to control the events that happen to you but you can certainly control your response to those right. thoughts and the response to those things that happen to you. 
Absolutely. And so my, my, my next quote is by Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is an author. He's the granddaddy of the self of kind of the speaker circuit of the self-improvement world. The guys that you would go and go to their seminar. And then from that seminar, you would buy their books or their tapes or their CDs and those kind of things. And he's a, he brings some good stuff to the table. In fact, he was Tony Robbins mentor. Jim Rohn was, but I like this quote. Think about this affirmation without discipline is the beginning of delusion. You can sit there and think good thoughts and hear good things all day long, but unless you have the discipline to take action and the discipline to understand where the boundaries are and to continue to move, continue to take action on a regular basis on, in a disciplined way, these affirmations are just delusional to you. You're, they'll, you that'll, it'll put you in a world that's not made of reality and you'll, and you will lie, you'll be lying to yourself and the people around you. You'll live in this world of fantasy and delusion unless you actually take action with discipline on your affirmations. Love it. And I will add, I think you got to believe in yourself mm -hmm. too. So my quote comes from the Bible, Mark 11. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Good stuff. All right, man. That is awesome. I think that there is some definitely, definitely some wisdom in that quote, Kurt. You got to believe in yourself. You got to have faith that, that the action you're taking will move things forward. And even mm -hmm. if you don't have faith in the action, have faith in your ability to take action, regardless of result. As much faith as a mustard seed, as they, yeah. they once yeah. said. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Take us Good home, Joe. Stuff, man. Good stuff. Deep stuff. I'll, re I'll repeat. Our website is dudesinprogress.com, dudesinprogress.com. And if you want to reach out to us, dudes at dudesinprogress.com is our email address. As we go into the next week, let's just remember, regardless of how you feel about the law of attraction, regardless of how you feel about where it all comes from, the most important thing is to make progress because progress is better than perfection. So we got to keep moving forward. I think we came into some agreement, Joe, not that we were far apart, but that was a real fun conversation. I know I'm going to try to do better next week. As we all should. Talk to you soon.